So whoever you are, and wherever you are in the world, I'd like to say welcome. Welcome to the third episode. I think it's the third episode of the Snack Comedy Podcast. This is me, your boy Dom, as usual. And uh, this is going to be another monologue. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be another monologue. So um, I was supposed to drop uh, an, another episode very, uh, very recently. But then it had a few issues with the editing and the audio. So um, I had met a friend of mine and we did an episode called The Roast of African Dads. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we, we talked a lot of, um, we talked a lot about, you know, African parents, parenting. Um, we talked a lot about trauma. We talked a lot about uh, what our fathers did right and what we think we might do, you know, differently. So basically, it was intended to be the roast of African dads. But yeah, we had a few issues with editing. So um, we're going to have to redo that episode very soon. Okay, that's one of the reasons why I had been quiet for a bit. Also, um, a lot has been going on, you know, life is lifing, so uh, a few of the people I wanted to interview haven't necessarily been available, so I had to tone down, I had to slow down just a bit, and I guess we're back, I guess we're back. So uh, this will be the third episode of this fairly new podcast, and well, since the theme since the theme of the podcast is choosing violence today i am going to have to choose violence against myself so if this is your first time here um maybe i introduce myself my name is dominic mputa uh i am from okay i i i am originally from and i was born and raised in dar es salaam tanzania but right now, I am living and working in Nairobi, Kenya. So I'm a recent graduate. And what else about me? What else can I say about me that's interesting? Oh, I actually turned 26 yesterday. It's very interesting because um, I think it has a lot to do with the subject today. Um, yeah, and with, with, I'll, I'll get to that. It's, it's, it's actually a very interesting season in my life. But, uh, you know... I, uh, um yeah I'll I'll get to it in a few. So I recently turned 26. I okay, yesterday I turned 26. And um what else what else what else? Uh well, yeah. Um basically I'm your host. I Well, you know, it's like um I I know there are a lot of things that are interesting about me, but whenever I think of, you know, whenever I think of myself, and, you know, tell myself, um, you should say something interesting. I tend to forget. I tend to forget everything about me, everything interesting about me. But um, I don't know. I don't know. It's really, it's really no issue, I guess. So um, let's just dive right into it. Let, let's just dive right into the subject today. And um, let's get into the violence, because I believe that people are here for the violence and nothing more. So last time, I think, um, in the last episode, 
I I teamed up with my brother Hasborn Orange. He's a musician. He okay. He's a he's a Kenyan musician, who is based in Nairobi, and we talked about a lot about relationships. I guess uh, the the topic for the last podcast was the dating deficit. You know, uh, we feel like there was a gap between um, what people want especially women, I guess, and what's available in the market. So we talked a bit about um, surreal dating standards. We talked a bit about immoral behavior. We talked a bit about what's being normalized in this current day and age in the 21st century. And if you'd like to listen to that episode, you can just, um, you know, go to either platform. I, I think um, it's mostly Anchor or Spotify. And um, you can you can listen to that episode as well. Uh, I, I'm I'm actually working on uh, moving the podcast to Google Podcast as well. So um, as soon as that's up, all of the links will be available there, and um, we'll get to it. So today's episode. Let me get right to the chase. Okay, I've been saying let's get right to it uh, for like uh, how many minutes now? But yeah, right now we're gonna get into today's topic. And today I am going to answer one of the hardest questions that is being asked to youth nowadays. Well, I'm just going to answer it how I feel about it, like um, based on my life and based on how I've been doing. And the question is, why are you single? So... In the age that we live in right now, um, especially with uh, social media, uh, you know, there are so many platforms, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, WhatsApp. I feel like um, we spend a lot of time online and we tend to engage with a lot of people's lives, I guess. So, um, you know. Everybody's putting their business out there in the internet. People are talking about their relationships. People are talking about their success, their failures. Okay, um, as much as people don't post their failures much on social media, but, you know, people post complaints, people post about their problems, crises, and a lot of other things. So I feel like we are in an age, you know, of social media where, you know, um, we are very much engaged. We are, let me say, we, we are so invested in other people's business. And uh, one of the things that is being put out there or is being glorified is the whole idea of, one, a perfect relationship, but also being in a, in a relationship. Like, um, if you would open whatever social media, people are, seem to be in, you know, the perfect relationships Everybody is dating, everybody is, you know, courting, everybody is married. And, um, you know, one thing that people will ask you is, why are you single? I mean, even like like for me, um, like I said, I recently turned 26. I feel like there is pressure from friends who are my age, I guess, because I have friends who know, you know, who are married. Some friends already have kids. I have friends who are in high places who are doing a lot better. And, you know, it's like, um, 
uh, yesterday when they were sending birthday wishes, all the guys would be like, hey, man, happy birthday. But then they're like, okay, it's about time for you to get married. <laughs> so I have a friend of mine who, yeah, he's a lawyer. Um, I think by the time he, okay, he got married very recently. I think he got married last year in November. Uh, yeah, he was, I think he was 26 by the time he got married. And um, <laughs> what he said was, yeah, man, uh, happy birthday. You should get married now. And uh, I mean, like in Africa, I feel like that's the context. Once you reach a certain age, everybody's like, when are you bringing us someone? When will you marry? I mean, it's different for me because my parents do not give me, you know, that kind of pressure, I guess. My parents are very focused on education. I mean, they're not even focused when it comes to careers. They just want education. Like, um, you know, I, 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 recent, I graduated when I was 25. So um, one thing that my parents are really pushing me into right now is you know doing my masters because they believe in getting a good education they believe in you know they believe that education is success so my parents haven't really pressed pressured me about uh, relationships or anything for them it's just like you know what we need to get you into a master's program but um when it comes to other people around me like friends or whatever you know they'd say like you know you seem like a cool guy you seem to have you know the swag and everything you seem to be you seem to give us player vibes, even though I'm not really a player or anything. And, you know, they would just ask me, why am I single? So I'm not speaking for anyone. I am speaking for myself. Um, I'm going to give a few reasons as to why I am single right now. And I'm going to try my best to choose as much violence as possible for your entertainment value. But then again, still for your educational value. So I have been single for almost two years now. Yeah, I think I think that's correct. I have been single for roughly two years now. Uh, last time I was in a relationship was um, I can't necessarily say before it 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 was right when the pandemic started and. Um, I think one of the reasons why we broke up was because, you know, you know, the pandemic. Uh, I was in Nairobi uh, schooling here in Kenya, so I had to go back home. And, you know, it's like I had been home in Tanzania for like seven months, distance, uh, blah, 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 blah. So in the end, it didn't work. So I had to, you know, separation was imminent. There was absolutely nothing I can do. And um, what was ironic is that uh, I had a few conversations with some of my friends who are also dating in campus and majority, actually, yeah, majority, I think it's like 99% of the people that I knew in campus who are also dating somehow split for some reason. Like, you know, those, we even had, you know, those relationships that we were rooting for, like, you know. Uh, certain people who seem to be doing better than the rest of us, certain people who seem to have it all together and we're like, yeah, you know, uh, mine might not make it, but these are the people that might make it. And even they were breaking up and I was just like, whoa. So it's not like, you know, 
um okay so it's like okay it, it was one of the reasons why i forgave myself very easily you know I, I just told myself that um hey it's not like i have an ex uh a special super glue or something that could have kept us together because this was happening to everyone tonight wasn't just necessarily a campus or an individual issue it was across the world you know it's like they say uh during covid if you didn't get married then you probably broke up and you know you completely lost it like any uh during covid uh most people were either moving in together getting married or they were just splitting up completely so i think i was on the other end of the stick where me and a lot of my friends lost their relationships and uh we split so after the breakup i think i entered a very tough but very interesting season of depression because uh, i'm one of those people who tend to internalize everything like i blamed myself for everything that happened like it was just me 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 i i i i i should have been there i you know shouldn't have left the country there are things that i would have done better though there's this there is that but in reality there was nothing nothing at all i could have done to save that relationship i guess and uh yeah it was still in the you know it was still very young i guess it was in the beginning stages so i i can't necessarily say that uh well okay we were kind of dating but i can't necessarily say it was grown or developed enough to a point of um of it being solid i guess so uh yeah it was it was pretty young so you know when covid came boop, it went so you know after a season of depression self reflection Uh, I think I realized a lot of things about myself and um well there there was a season where it's like I went through I went through different phases. Uh the first phase that I went through I can say is self-hate because I blamed myself for everything. But then at some point I started to externalize the hate, you know, because uh I was on social media I came across different people talking about relationships and um right now uh, on social media what's very popular I guess is the red pill movement I guess it's uh let me say it's men on social media who how do I say this who are taking like a masculine approach somehow but it's more bitter so they are how do you say this they are hating and resenting women and resorting to eh to a, a kind of tough a kind of tough way to do relationships like no attachments no marriage no whatever so it's like since i i was kind of hurting i could relate so i started to externalize it i started to feel bitter one way or another towards women not just my previous relationship but kind of my other relationships as well i had been in like uh, two or three throughout my life and then at some point um i don't know it got so deep it it got really deep and it was very hard because uh, i'm one person who loves and appreciates the women in my life so you know i actually got to that point where i was so bitter and so angry but then i told myself i cannot afford to hate women so i had to change my outlook i had to change my perspective and start pursuing healing and ah, man 
<laughs> it was it was a really tough season in my life because it meant that I had to intentionally face inwards to see all of the things that were normal to me but were wrong in real life. So, you know, I was reading books. I was um, uh, seeking different material, especially when it came to psychology, relationships. I was talking to different people. All that in an effort to let me figure to let me say figure myself out and discover my internal issues so that I can correct and maybe do better. And I actually learned a lot of things. So why am I single? So I'm gonna answer, but my answer is going to be based on one sermons that I've listened to by different people. Um uh, so one of the people that I listen to a lot is Pastor Michael Todd from Transformation Church. Uh, recently, I started listening to Pastor Kingsley Okonko from Nigeria. He seems to be a relationship expert. I think I might drop some of the things from there. I've also started. Li- I've o- I'm also I've also been listening to people like TD Jakes. TD Jakes has a family series, so I think I might drop in some points from there. And I think, okay, I think those are the people that I've been listening to. Also, a few resources that I got, which are more based on psychology and, um, okay, psychology and mental health, I guess. But then again, I am going to focus on two books, which will probably, actually three books, which probably impacted my perspective on relationships the most. The first one is No More Mr. Nice Guy. You know, whenever I tell people about this book, they're like, oh, okay, uh, we understand the title. Actually, the book is, it's, you know, it's a very interesting book. It's quite the contrary. And it's like the exact opposite of its title. Another book uh, is Way of the Superior Man. And another book is, I think it was, the 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 five or seven love languages i guess it was a book about marriage and the okay i think things that i wish i knew before i got married seven things which i wish i knew before i got married so i'm i'm i think i'm going to put in the book titles in the description and um yeah hopefully you will check them out so the first reason why, if someone were to ask me, why are you single right now? The very first reason uh, I'd say uh, why I'm single is because I don't necessarily feel qualified enough. So one of the people that I listen to, as I mentioned, is Michael Todd. And in his series, Relationship Goals, he had mentioned that um, when it comes to relationships, you, you tend to, to find that people, you know, they get no training at all. Like, there is absolutely no training at all given to people who are getting into relationships or who are in relationships, per se. So, what tends to happen is maybe someone would turn 18, 19, 20, 21, and all of a sudden it would be like, okay, you're now grown up, so you should get married, you should have kids, you should start a family, and that's it. So one of the analogies that Pastor Michael Todd gave is that people actually get more training. Get this. People actually get more training when they go to driving school. More, any even more training when they go to driving school 
than when they are about to date. As in, I don't know, it's kind of different for, for Africa, I guess, because in the past, people would have maybe rite of passage and uh, there would be like uh, a traditional, whatever, a traditional training or process, whatever, that would prepare men who are going into adulthood and are now going to start families. But in the modern world, I guess there is none of that. There is no relationship counseling, no programs, nothing. It's just that, oh, you know what? You are now old, so you know, find someone, get married, start a life, have kids, and that's it. Which is actually very weird because I think, you know, for anyone who is getting into a relationship or about to start a family, you you need a lot. You really need to be prepared physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, because you are going to lead a family. As in the people you sire, the offspring that you sire, like the quality of your life will depend on how well you perform as a parent, you know? Because um, one thing that I've learned is you either become your parent or you become the exact opposite. But then again, people are like, oh, you know what? It, you might you might not turn out to be, you know, like your parents. But um, one book that I was reading, I'm not sure which one, it says that the opposite of broken is still broken. So even if you turn out to be the exact opposite of a toxic parent, you're still broken. Because uh, here's an instance. Maybe you had a parent who was a spendthrift. Like they would spend almost everything so the family had no money. And then you turn out to be the exact opposite. It means that you will become stingy, you know, extremely stingy. And still, it's like, uh, even though you will have money, any there, there are just certain thrills. There is a certain sense of freedom that they'll be missing out just because you're stingy. So the opposite of broken is still broken. Yeah. So you, you can't necessarily say that you know it. Um, I'm the exact opposite, so blah, 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 etc. So, um... Okay, where was I? I think I, I lost my train of thought for just a sec. So, yeah, okay, I think we were talking about different resources. So, when it, when it came to Michael Todd, he was saying that, you know, people aren't trained enough. You know, people are not taught enough. Um, people don't deal with their issues, with their insecurities. People don't deal with their mental health. People are not necessarily prepared to be in relationships. And that's one of the reasons why relationships nowadays are failing. You know, there are so many cases of domestic violence maybe people committing suicide uh you know there's so many uh kids who are you know going into therapy so many people are turning out depressed because i feel like there was some person somewhere one way or another they weren't prepared for or they weren't ready for the task at hand which is you know starting a family or being a parent mm -hmm. and then it ends up affecting someone else so this is, um, how do I say, this is something that's very interesting, I guess. Because uh, for me, um, it kind of led me to, it, to look inside of myself and to really ask myself, am I ready? Because um, one thing I believe in is, you know, gender roles. Like um, the Bible says that the guy leads and the man is usually the head of the household. So it took me some time to look into myself. It took me some time to actually ask myself, can I serve this purpose? Am I prepared or am I equipped enough to be the head of a household? And the truth is, I'd say no. I still have a lot to learn. 
especially when it comes to faith, to finances, to family. There are a lot of things. Like, I am just not ready. So that's one of the reasons why I, I guess I'm single right now. I'm still trying to learn. I'm still trying to prepare myself mentally so that when I get there, I am ready. As in, okay, it's fine. I don't think you are ever going to be fully ready, but I at least need to, you know, try. I at least need to learn. I at least need to develop a certain level of growth before I can engage. I think that's the, the first reason, I guess. So, um, yeah. Me roasting myself. Okay, me. <laughs> me choosing violence against myself is saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are not ready. You are not there yet. And um, I guess that's it. So, um, well, like, I think that's the, one of the first reasons why I'd say probably I am single. The second reason would be, <laughs> yeah, the second reason would be finances, I guess. So I'm only, I can say that I'm, I'm only starting off in life. Um, I've only recently started, you know, earning, I guess. I just got out of university. I got my first contract-ish kind of. And, you know, you know, you're making your own money, you're doing your own things. Like, um, it's been a, like, I haven't been re receiving any kind of support from my parents for the past year, I guess. I've been doing, you know, my own things. I've been kind of leading my own life, I guess. But then I think I am not in a financial position to take care of someone else. Because, um, okay. I, one thing I believe in is, you know, the man is the lead. And uh, based on my own relationship dynamic, how I have seen relationships done with people around me, okay, especially my dad, is that um, as a man, you need to somehow play the role of a provider, I guess. You know? So when it comes to finances, you know, I'm still kind of uh, working things out. Still trying to develop good money habits. I'm still trying to develop, you know, savings. I'm still trying to learn about investments and whatever. I'm still trying to juggle bills and, you know, here and there. So I can say that there is a lot that I'm doing with my money right now. And I don't know if I'm ready to accommodate another person, one and, yeah, I, I can say that, um, okay, my dating budget is kind of tight at the moment. <laughs> I mean, it, it was there, kind of. And I wasn't necessarily dating, you know, for relationships. I was kind of just, you know, dating for sport. And, um, okay, let me explain the, the term. Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me explain the, the concept of dating for sport. <laughs> And flirting with sport before someone decides to kick me. So, one one thing that I tell people is that I usually flirt for sport. I flirt for sport. And this is because um, for you to develop a skill or for you to know how to do something, you need to start practicing it. So um you don't you don't you don't just wake up uh, one day and you and you know you know like you you're like you know what I. 
all of a sudden know how to talk to women. I all of a sudden know how to do this or do that. You need to develop skills intentionally and you continue to get better and better. And this is even true when it comes to socializing and interacting with women. So one thing that I told, I, I tell even the female friends that are in my life is that I flirt for sport. I flirt with some people as practice for, you know, just for me to learn skills. It's like uh, I usually gauge reactions, what, what they find to be interesting to hear, what works and what doesn't work. But, but I just don't do this with everyone. I'm not some kind of loose cannon that just fires at every girl that I see. Okay, this is, how do you say this? This is something that I do with a few people who are close to me, and they actually know that I'm flirting for sport. Like, I really do not have any intentions aside from, you know, the comedic value and, um, you know, just talking, I guess. So I had been, let me say, I had been flirting for sport. It's not a good thing. I, I can't necessarily say it's a good thing, and some people might have a, might have a maybe say an interesting opinion about it. But then, yeah, it's what I've been doing. I've kind of stopped mostly, but it's kind of what I've been doing. So I've been flirting for sport. And again, I have been kind of, okay, I have, I, it's not necessarily dating, but it's going out with friends on lunch dates and whatever, where we just sit, talk, spend time and whatever. Like, it, it would just be like, you know, let's go out for lunch, we eat, we talk, and, you know, we, we discuss. So it's just it's just basically doing activities as friends with my friends. Okay. That was that was a bit too much English. And this is just because, you know, um I'm trying to socialize, I'm trying to invest in the relationships that are into my in my life and um, you know, I'm trying to do I'm trying to, you know, be cool with, with the people in my life. So um I can say that, you know what, uh I'm not dating right now I'm not dating because I feel like um relationships require investment and right now um my budget kind of tight though it's kind of tight so i don't necessarily have the financial freedom i guess to date as much as i want and do the activities that i want so i'm kind of pulling back so right now it's mostly just hanging out with my friends casual simple and um, I guess once I decide goodbye on a start dating, I guess I am going to have to be more intentional, especially with the budget part, because I believe that um, you need to add value, you know. So um, number one reason was um, I don't feel um, prepared. I don't feel ready. The second reason was I just don't feel like my finances are there yet. I'm still trying to figure out money. As in, I'm at a good spot. I'm not exactly where I started because my journey with money, I guess, with intentionally um, growing my money, I guess, started like uh, two or three years ago. But then again, uh, I'm just like, nah, I'm still not there yet. I'm still not comfortable enough financially to be dating at the quality at which I want to date. That's, that's, that's number two. And, um, yeah, I think that one's it. That one's pretty short. So the third reason why I am not dating right now is... Hmm. Okay, let me just say this. I'm not sure if I'm snitching on myself, I guess. The third reason as of why I am not dating right now is I do not necessarily trust myself.
<laughs> yeah, you know. So, you know, as a, as a man, as a dude, um, our biology works a certain way. Like we are wired a certain way. There are some things that we desire. And um, as of now, I'm trying to stay stay away to some of those uh, from some of those things. I guess the desires of the flesh, because in one of the books that I read, um, I guess in okay in different material that I've come across, they said that every man needs a season in their life where they are very focused on their goals. Like you need like two maybe six months or a year of pure focus where you're you know extremely focused on your goals when you are. You know, you're just focused on your career, your goals and whatever in order to make progress. Because um, one of the things that um, is a fundamental uh, of dating or good quality relationships, I guess, is a season of singleness. And I've got this from books. I've got this from different pastors who are preaching. Like they say, the first step towards, you know, quality relationships is singleness because if you are not happy by yourself, you will not be happy with someone else. And what basically what they said is if you're single and miserable, and if you're single and miserable and you start dating, you just become, you know, dating and miserable. Like you, you, you and the other person are just going to be miserable because you were already miserable. But if you're happy and then dating, what tends to happen is the day the person you're dating or you know they just tend to come and add to happiness that already exists so you need to you know get your life together one way or another so um i feel like um right now okay i think like for the past year or so i i guess i have been mostly single i guess I'm saying, I guess, because, um, you know, I've somehow found myself talking and hanging out with one or two people here and there. But then eh, it's never really amounted to anything. So it's an I guess it's an I guess. And I guess it's like, um, you know, being at that point where I am like comfortable, I am happy, even when I'm when I'm on my own, when I'm doing my things. Like, okay, this is something that I, I got from a YouTube video a few years back. It was probably the best dating advice I had ever I had ever received in my life. And their advice was have a life. Like have stuff that you're doing, you know, have goals, have things that drive you. Have a life. Because if you do not have a life, your primary focus becomes your partner. And that's a bit too much pressure on someone. Like, you know, them becoming your whole world, them becoming the source of your happiness. It's a bit too much. So it's like, um, the, I'm, I'm going to quote, I'm not sure where I heard this quote, but uh, I'm going to quote it anyway. So I, I think I was listening to a sermon, I guess. And someone said, um, people think that relationships are, I am half a person and you are half a person. Persian, Persian, Persian. Well, English. So one thing I one thing I always say is that African English is like airtime. Sometimes it just runs off. So okay, let me go back to the quote. So it's like some people think that I am half a person, 
and you are half half a person and um, we're coming together and making a whole meanwhile when it comes to you know good quality relationships you are a whole person and i am a whole person and we come and we complement each other we just add to the quality of life that already exists in the other person and i guess i guess that's it i guess so um i feel like um you know we we need to be whole like for you to have you know to, for you to necess- to be in a happy relationship you need to be whole on your own you need to have stuff going for you you need to have a life you need to have goals you need to have things that you're doing and once you have reached this certain sense of complete completeness or wholeness that's when someone else can come and complement and add to it so um I guess I'm I'm just trying to you know work on myself and be whole, and um, yeah, I think that's 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 one of the big reasons. Like I feel like um, you know, relationships start with singleness, and having a good single life will probably lead to a good dating life. So. Um, I'm going to keep this short and um, let, me, let me just go to the last point, I guess, number four. And this one is, is probably the deepest, I guess. So one of the major things that I have, you know, acknowledged that uh, is keeping me single right now is my own trauma. Dum, dum, dum. So, I believe that um, life shapes everyone, like your upbringing, your parents, your circumstances. Uh, they always shape us to be the person that we are. And uh, based on my own upbringing, my circumstances, my parents, blah, 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 etc., like my life, I feel like there are certain issues that I have developed or traumas that I have. Okay. So, um, you know, being in situations of extremely high pressure, I have come to discover that, um, you know, I have a lot of trauma. Like, I am messed up one way or another. And because I have been able to uncover those issues, actually, I am continuing to uncover those issues as they pop out. And I continue to work on them. I feel like, yeah, there is still a lot to work on, I guess. There is still a lot to work on, and there are still a lot of areas where I need to grow. There are still a lot of things I need to heal from. There are still a lot of, you know, good and bad habits that I need to learn and unlearn. And, yeah, there's just a lot of trauma. And one thing that I've come to realize is, as an individual, if you don't work on your trauma, you will carry it forward and pass it on to the next person and, you know, the generation that comes after you, the generation that you sire. Uh, you know, it's like, um, how do I say this? There was a quote that said, um, uh, I mean, there was someone who was talking and they said that, you know what, I attend therapy so that my kids won't. <laughs> And yeah, I don't, I don't want to be the reason why my kids attend therapy, you know? So um, I am in this very interesting season of self-reflection. 
and trying to figure myself out. And I guess once I get to a point where, okay, I'm actually at a point where I'm comfortable because I'm very self-aware. Once I get to a point where I feel like I have healed significantly, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll try this out, I guess. And um, yeah, I think that's it. So I'm, I'm just going to add a few points just for, you know, violence's sake. Um, okay, 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 okay. Okay, one of the reasons why I think I am single, <laughs> one of the reasons I think I'm single is, um, this is something that I got from the book, No More Mr. Nice Guy. It's actually a very interesting book. Uh, it explains, uh, how do you say this, the toxicity in nice guys, you know? Nice guys are not necessarily nice. So I feel like, um, how do you say this, growing up, I tried my best to, to you know, be a nice guy. I've always wanted to be the type of person that, um, you know, whenever people would talk about me, they'd say, yeah, you know what, that's Tom. He's a really nice guy and uh, he's fun to be around. So, you know, I'd be extremely sacrificial, always doing stuff for other people, putting other people first, all in the name of I'm trying to build this whole image where people will say that I am a nice guy. And this led to a lot of self-sabotage, I guess. Because sometimes I'd be overlooking my needs just for other people, you know. Sometimes I would um, try and cover up things about me and seem smooth, you know, seem perfectly cool. But then again, it is just emotional manipulation and there's just so many things wrong with it. So uh, a couple of things that I've gotten from the book is one, learn to have needs, I guess. Learn to be selfish, like acknowledge that, you know, you are imperfect, that you have needs and allow people to meet these needs for you. You don't necessarily need to be everyone's hero. You don't necessarily need to be there for everyone. You you can be selfish. You can have needs and that's okay. And um, how do I say this? Um, and, you know, allowing people to, you know, meet your needs, to, to, to be of significance in your life is actually, you know, it's actually something that's very good. Like you being accessible, you being, how do you say this? You being accessible to other people emotionally, you allowing other people, you know, give, giving them space in your life, you giving them, you know, the ability to meet needs is something that's positive and that's healthy. As in, okay, as much as, you know, so there's this thing where, you know, men in society are like, we are, we are, we are rocks, we are everything, we are everybody else's hero. Yeah, I feel like sometimes every once in a while you need to drop a ball here and there and allow someone to meet your need, you know, allow someone to save you. I couldn't do that. And now I think I'm learning it as well. Another point is maybe I'm trying to unlearn. Like, I think I pointed this out. There is so much that you learn through circumstances, life, upbringing and whatever. So I've been trying to unlearn uh, the toxic dynamics that um, have existed in my life. And, you know, that's a very tough process because that would, how do you say this? That would mean that I have to unlearn certain things that um, I consider to be love and um, learn new things, which, you know, new things, new habits, which are, you know, actually what love is supposed to look like. One thing that I'm really grateful that one thing that I'm really grateful for in life is my friends, I guess. I have very amazing female friends who love me, I guess. 
they really, really care about me and they have my back. Like there are some seasons where they had my back even when I didn't. Like they were out there looking out for me even when I couldn't. And um, it was through them I was able to, you know, unlearn certain things and learn a few other things, you know. Think, you know, I've, I've learned to see, you know, this is how love is supposed to look like. So even though we're just friends, I, you know, one way or another, I tell myself that um, if I ever get to a point where I am dating someone, this is how, you know, love should look like. This is how someone who is, who genuinely cares about you should behave. This is how uh, someone who truly cares about you will treat you, you know. Because nowadays it's like, uh, you know, people start ghosting you, people ignore you, and we tend to like them more because, um, you know, it's what feels familiar because we are so used to, you know, the toxic dynamic and et cetera, et cetera. But that is a topic for another day, for another day so I digress. Yeah, I feel like I've, I've mentioned a lot already. And, um, well, anyway, just to finish. Um... This, this is my final point, I think. Uh, it's, a, it's also from the book, No More Mr. Nice Guy. So this is one thing that they said. It's like um, the nice guy, the whole nice guy dynamic is like... Um, what the, the description that they used is like nice guys are like a fairly smoothened out substance that is so polished and shiny and it looks extremely good. So it's like um, people who are nice guys which is what I used to be, are like smoothened surface because we have removed all of the edges, all of the things that we consider to be uh, problematic, all of the things that we consider to be unacceptable, and we've become this smooth, you know, soft gentleman. And, um, you know, you know it, it's, it's kind of like a pretend character. But one thing that they said, one analogy that they used is that whenever, when it comes to smooth substances, nothing sticks. Nothing sticks. Like uh, one of the reasons why a lot of nice guys are single, I guess, is because people don't necessarily choose them. They're like, okay, you know, he seems like a very nice guy. But people want character. People want substance. People want uh, real people, I guess. Like even when you, even, even if you, you maybe are the type to, watch a movie or a series i guess um everybody's favorite character tends to be the one that is problematic that is noisy that is different dark mysterious it's because we're all attracted to substance we're all attracted to imperfections like even if you'd look back to school everybody's character favorite character would be maybe the class clown you know the guy who was in class who was like disturbing noisy who was you know, imperfect, who was maybe fighting all the time. That's what we consider to be, you know, entertaining. It's because we are attracted to substance. We are attracted to people that look and feel and talk real. So one thing that I'm really learning right now is how to have a personality. <laughs> I am learning that, um, you know, having needs is okay. I am learning that... Um, you know, I need, I need to be annoying one way or another. I need to choose violence. And hence, here we are. This night going to. This is, I guess, one of my efforts to learn how to have character and how to choose violence. And um, I still feel like it's, you know, there's a long journey ahead. And um, this is... 
a great effort on my end, I guess, because I feel like I am straining emotionally. I'm not the type to, you know, to speak, to share my life or even talk. I don't even think that I'm that interesting, but um, I'm trying to develop something. I'm trying to become or build this personality that I need to become a real person, not just ne- not just necessarily this polished, nice guy character that exists for nothing. And I guess that's it. I guess that's all. That's all I'll say today. Like, um, I'm choosing violence because I want to become more interesting. I want to develop substance. And I want to be a better person, I guess. A more interesting person. A more real person. And it's not just for the person that I'll be dating or anything. But it's for me. For the quality of my own life. And for my own growth. So there you have it. Um, that's one of the reasons why I'm single. And I guess I haven't been successful in the past because I was a nice guy, I guess, with no substance. But um, even now, with uh, the bits and drops of personality that I do have, I'm sure you can hear that, and the certain problematic ways that I have been, well, I can just say there's an improvement in the quality of my life. Um I, I, I think I'm not dating because I, I, I just generally haven't tried. But um, I don't know. I might start soon. Who knows? And I'm hoping for the best. So there you have it. Um, that was me trying to choose violence against myself. Uh, I feel like this is a very... A very deep episode for me because it took a lot of self-reflection. And, um, you know, this, me listening to myself has told me a lot about where I am and where do I stand when it comes to the different ideas and thoughts that I have in my head. And, uh, yeah, feel free to comment, share your thoughts. So there's an official email, um, the snack committee at gmail.com. Send me your thoughts, send me your ideas, send me what you think. Emma, you can just insult me if you think anything that I said was toxic. And yeah, I guess that's it. Thank you for taking your time to listen to my fairly new podcast. And um, hopefully I will see you next time. So next time I won't necessarily be alone. Next time I will have a guest and... um, I feel like next time's topic is going to be very interesting. More interesting than this one. Hopefully. But then I'm trusting in God to that. So this is to another day of trying to be better. And, um, you know, we can't stop. We don't stop. Because, you know, we we, we keep on improving. So uh, thank you for joining me today. This is Dominic signing out. Have a good week ahead.